Hello, and welcome to Intentional Now Podcast. I'm Kristen Wombeck, and I welcome you here. Thank you so much for being here. I just got off of an online a Zoom meeting with a brand new friend from Sacramento, California. So I'm going to say hello to her and welcome again. How exciting. Here we are another week and oh my goodness, we are just about ready to finish September and move into October. And praise God, we got some rain. Amen. <laughs> Thank you again for your comments. Last week, remember, I was sharing to, with you, well, I was sharing with you about a secret inner library. It was very exciting to be able to share that with you. And so I have a couple questions. First of all, did you catch that podcast? It's important. It's called Vulnerable Focus. If you want to step back, go listen to it and come back to this one, it would probably, well, you'd be blessed by doing that. And so thank you very much. I'm just going to do a little bit of house cleaning here. Housekeeping, not cleaning. No, I'm not going to go clean your house. House Keeping. Oh, that was funny. <laughs> Again, welcome and welcome to my international listeners. Thank you so much. And hello, USA. How's everybody doing? It is Thursday. And you know what? I found out an interesting little tidbit. Yes, on Instagram, right? So if you don't, haven't found me on Instagram yet, you can at kwombeck 59 Yes, I would love to see you coming around that corner because it's fun. And I post lots of fun things there with some good resources for you to help you do life. Okay, so today is National Podcast Day. I know. I had no idea. So I Googled it and I looked it up and there it was. National Podcast Today is today, here the last day in September. So woohoo, let's have a party. And so of course, I needed to make a podcast today to share it with you. A wonderful episode. So again, we are talking through the unfinished book, um, and it's very exciting. It's very transparent. Um, you and I have had a wonderful opportunity to get to know each other in a very intimate way. And I do appreciate you listening. I appreciate you taking the time. I encourage you to stick your headphones on, you know, maybe do your vacuuming or if you're driving um, or if you want to drive, it's really easy if you just download the podcast and then you can take me with you in your car. <laughs> Again, I so much appreciate your comments. They just, you know, you have good questions and it allows me the opportunity to respond back to you because, you know, the world is just not that big. <laughs> It isn't that big. No. So back to my comment there regarding last week's. And I talked about stepping into a secret inner library where um, Jesus actually introduced me to my book. And it was kind of like where the 
rubber met the road. I had to get that right. Where the rubber met the road because I knew when I finally was going to pull it off the shelf and discover it or spiritually encounter it, um, then there was no turning back. So I'm going to ask you here, did you step through the veil into my story when I was telling it? The story is alive because this place is a real place in heaven. And in asking that, did you find your own inner library? I'd love to hear your testimony. So you can just jump over to Facebook and search the Unfinished Book Community and drop your comments in there and we will all be blessed to hear. Or you can pop it in the comments here with the podcast. Either place or both is awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So let me remind you, if you're brand new and this is the first time you have ever listened to the podcast, again, I'm very thankful that you are here. Welcome. When I say, did you step through the veil? What that is in a nutshell, Jesus Christ was crucified on the cross, right? And when he was crucified, the veil from the temple was rent. It was ripped, right? Meaning his flesh. What that did, that opened up the door to heaven through Jesus Christ. And we can step in through him because remember, he's the way, the truth, and the life, right? the way so you step in through the way he's the truth you ask him to teach you and that teaching and that relationship brings you life he's the way the truth and life so when i was asking did you step through jesus christ and did you ask him because maybe you haven't been there jesus would you take me to this place that Kristen described Did you happen to go to your own inner library? Okay. And I'd appreciate if you comment and you would share your testimony. That would be wonderful. Okay. And also remember when you follow the podcast, it's a good thing. Just hit the button right now. Then you will always receive all the newest updates of the episodes that I release. You'll be the first to know. And if you want to chime in a little closer, you can jump over to kristenwombeck.com and you can subscribe to the newsletter because the newsletter, again, like the episodes, it lets you know the episodes. It lets you know if I added any free resources. I wrote a new blog post. Lots of really good things to help you do life, do relationships, do business, and believe God. Boy. That was a good saying, wasn't it? Do life, what? Do life, do relationships, do business, and get to know God. I didn't say do God, did I? I don't know. I'll have to go back and listen to it, right? (laughs) So make sure you go register at kristinwombeck.com. And also, I am almost done with my little infomercial. (laughs) If you haven't picked up the unfinished book there, you can buy it directly from me and it would be just an honor to actually sign it for you and send it 
who you. That would just be an honor of mine. Okay, are we ready? Guess what? All right, I'm listening if you can guess. Well, if you have my book, then you can guess where we're at, right? We just finished Vulnerable Focus, right? Oh, we are halfway. Yeah, woohoo. Halfway. Hmm. Now, here is the subtitle quote that I put under the title of the chapter of Halfway. By writing in the language of his society, a poet takes a large step toward it. It is society's job to meet him halfway. This is to open his and read it. That quote is from Joseph Brodsky. I absolutely love it because there is a two-way street. There is a responsibility between the writer and the reader, and it creates a relationship with them and between them because a writer communicates his heart, his experiences, his stories in written text. And it is the responsibility of the reader to pick it up and receive that communication. That's their response, kind of just like the podcast. So as you are a listener, it is your response to me because I'm the podcaster to listen. And we begin a relationship of communication. And then when your listeners um, and um, followers, when they begin to communicate back and they begin to respond with the content, that even draws us closer in relationship. And that is the good stuff. Okay. So here we are halfway. Okay. We're halfway halfway at talking through, talking about the secret things that went on while I was writing. So I share a story as we're halfway. I share a story that was really a, a breaking the camel's back moment for me. And again, it's very transparent. It's authentic. I rewrote this particular passage several times because I wanted to be to be able to share the truth, but I still wanted to be honoring to all parties that actually lived through that. So my perception is just my lens, and I realize that there are other lenses out there. But this particular time frame for me was extremely painful and extremely difficult. So I'm, I, once again, I'm going to do it justice and I'm going to read directly from the text so we don't miss anything. And then we'll have a discussion. I'll hear your questions and we'll continue on from there. Because remember, it is National Podcast Day. <laughs> so here we are, halfway. A 
halfway rabbit trail. Can I talk to pastors and leaders for a minute, please? I've worn the hat. I've been there. I've done that. I've believed God every step of the way, just like you. I feel very honored when people address my relationship with the church through addressing me by the title pastor. It is a privilege to marry and to bury people. It really is. Um, can I do another rabbit trail on a rabbit trail? <laughs> I find it more interesting when I um, do a memorial service for people. Now, if you've been listening long enough, you'll just automatically know where I'm going to go. Uh, every time I've done a memorial service, um, because I can see in the spirit, the person who has passed away comes to their own service. Yep. And if this is the first time you've heard from me, then that's going to blow your mind. <laughs> what do I always say? Yep. You're getting to know me. Go ask Jesus. Don't take my word for it. Go ask Jesus. Jesus and listen. Listen to what he says to you and then come back here because I know you will. <laughs> okay. I'm back to the original rabbit trail, right? Okay. It is a privilege to marry and to bury people. I'm uniquely benefited in seeing, which makes it refreshing to witness the individual coming to their own wake. Ha, ha, ha. Seeing them in the spirits, spirit lay hands on their loved ones. And they absolutely do. What a privilege to perceive the kingdom of heaven. Yes, I'm a leader in a small ecclesia, a mentor of groups. In our continuing interlude, I sense there's a little freedom to apprehend by me telling a painful story from the top side of things regarding inner healing circles. So this was a, a healing place, but for a healing place to transpire means that there was a wound that happened. So this is our rabbit trail and we've paused, okay? Wearing the pastor's hat, has always graciously been made available to me perfect moments to ask many a wounded individuals for forgiveness. We all have had our leadership errors and feathers have been ruffled during pursuits of the heart. Not that I was in this instance in the inner healing, the inflictor of the pain. I may not have inflicted the pain, but asking for forgiveness brings healing to wounded sheep. I've also been that injured sheep who has been healed and is taking responsibility through forgiveness for a glory shortage in the leadership or pastorate. Time with Jesus and a heartfelt exchange has dislodged many of an arrow from words and actions misunderstood. Back to my brief story with a bit of hindsight. 
included. Tucked in between the chapters of getting permission and earth invading heaven, Holy Spirit was opening up my spirit to see more than just angels. Hand in hand, the arrival of ministry gifts, gifts to minister to the body. It's the responsibility of the gift holder to humble oneself to Holy Spirit, receive instruction, mature the gifts, and learn how to use them. I was frustrated because no leader in my current circle was teaching the stuff. Well, that didn't deter Holy Spirit from pouring and pouring. The overflow just isn't contained in any box. The river flow will leak and find the most accessible route to travel. Don and I had done the church shopping thing, which naturally seemed to go with moving into a new town for employment purposes. I was attempting to be a good little wife, allowing my husband to lead. Note, versus the wisdom of communion where both spouses are empowered. Most of my struggle was what my head was trying to grasp that was contrary to my heart. Don graciously has never usurped authority because of the doctrines either of us heard. While we were church shopping, my favorite church visited, of course, was the Foursquare, since they had already worked out that flesh thing with women in the pulpit. Well, to a degree. Don felt like we should attend um, a charismatic association. The lead power pastor was a hoot, and could he teach? I learned so much about Romans from him as a gifted teacher. At a point in our pastoral relationship, he said to me, Kristen, I love you, but I don't know what to do with you. Not the first time I had encountered that particular statement. A few months later, he moved into a university teaching position and left the local church, canvassing through another season of change. I have great empathy for any pastoral family that has had to endure the canvassing checklist. Well, after a few months, a new pastor and wife accepted employment and uplifted excitement returned within our congregation. I continued to lead the women's ministries and youth groups. I fell immediately in love with a new pastor's wife. She was a wise peach. In years before, this insane season of being spiritually misdiagnosed, I had a particular anointing flowing through me. Pastors' wives trusted me. Befriending them is not as easy assignment. It's not an easy assignment at all. They have been through the ringer. They have seen it all, undergone verbal assault by many a wounded sheep, and had to keep their mouth shut about the entire thing. So, if you know any pastor's wives, I encourage you to pray for them <laughs> and love on them, okay? So, earning the privilege of being a confidant is huge. Mrs. Peach, I will call her. And I were immersing ourselves in intercession. 
a semi-safe place for those who are spiritually weird. You open enough doors in faith and spiritual stuff starts to manifest, right? And problems began. Her husband had grown up within a respected pastoral lineage and family history. I so enjoyed hearing the church stories when he let his hair down. And the pastor would share crazy family stories from the good oval Good old revival tent meeting days. He was just a young lad then. He witnessed crazy miracles and healing revivals within the pastoral service family tree. His dad, his grandfather, pastors of great faith. The parts of the story that many didn't hear were when man started falsifying and copying and pasting what began as a bona fide miracle. Now they altered it by man's selfish desire backstage. Wounded, this young man's heart changed towards Holy Spirit. He saw the made-up miracle, acted-out miracle, time and time again. Man's attempt to help God out. Now take a moment to ponder the trauma towards a developing hero of the faith and Holy Spirit here. Years later, in his faithful ministry, I come along. Holy Spirit fire breathing with signs and gifts and healings were manifesting. Well, what memories do you think I stirred up inside of him? Ugh, I know. Every disword out there. Gosh, it was hard. Can I say that again? Gosh, it was hard. I'd submitted to church leadership, whoever was supposedly in authority over me. The protocol was to share words of knowledge, dreams, understandings, never opening one's mouth without permission. The chapter on getting permission was such a war. Until one day when the straw broke and the camel's back, I was forced to choose authority's consent or healing. The camel broke over somebody with a collapsed lung. Both choices couldn't live in the same house together. In all that nonsense, I received one of the best directed words ever in my life from this pastor through a very angry rebuke. A sad day delivered during a privately called meeting with a board member and the pastor. My errors in hindsight is Don should have been with me. In that meeting with me and the one board member, he unleashed a handwritten two-page front and back yellow legal pad paper a list of diswords and accusations accounted to my responsibility. What does one do? I sat there as every accusation spoke line upon line until the yellow pad could only be flipped and repeated. I asked for forgiveness. It seemed like hours on the hot seat. My response through tears was again and again. Will you forgive me? 
When asking for forgiveness just wasn't paying the bill, fierce anger mounted. God's voice crept through. It was so hard. It was so difficult. And what do you do when somebody looks at you through a lens of dishonesty? All they do is see you as being disruptive and dishonest and disloyal and every disword out there. And what do you do? You just sit there and you ask for forgiveness. But forgiveness wasn't enough. I'd ask for forgiveness and he just kept on reading and he kept on accusing and he kept on saying. And so then finally, he said, there is a place for people like you somewhere in Reading. I never looked back. That was the best rebuke to this day. Never understand, underestimate the humbling power of going through the fire or where you might be experiencing it. I never had the opportunity to share with my good friend, Mrs. Page. She never asked. My husband said that that was enough, and we left. Years later, Holy Spirit allowed me to send a Christmas card to her, honoring her and her husband for their encouragement in my life during that misdiagnosed season of deep birthing. I think that's enough of the backstory. <sighs> breathe in, breathe out, right? <laughs> I have had the remarkable insight to sit in the pew, to serve as a layperson, to walk out the calling and the hats of lead pastor. And what would I say today? <laughs> the courts of heaven were designed to receive the gift of repentance. Every high priest who comes has to deal with his own accusations first before re representing people. Otherwise, your bells don't ring, preferring referring to the bells on the garment of the high priest. We do not fight against flesh and blood, though my blood has needed tremendous cleansing. I forgive you. My pen rested. So what is the point of halfway if we don't step over the continental divide and learn the flow on the other side? So I'm going to ask you a few questions and then I'm going to finish with the activation that I wrote in the book. And I explained to you that this was a really very painful time um, of being misdiagnosed. Um, and I'd suggest that there's a, a several handfuls of you listeners out there that may feel the same way you're in that season or that you have walked through that season. And I just want to tell you that I hear you. But I also want to share with you that you have to remember that people only respond out of the lens of their heart. And when a heart has a wound in it, then that is the lens that they're seeing from their pain and from their wound. 
So we pull deep inside ourselves and we just ask for forgiveness. And that is always the right thing to do. And it's so powerful. So now we're at this halfway point that we're talking about. And um, let's give each other an opportunity to talk about that To um, How would I say it? What does halfway mean to you? I wrote down a few things. Because, you know, I shared something that was very trying and very difficult on my journey into the spiritual more. So what does halfway mean to you? Well, in my book, getting halfway was just a miracle because now I'm like going up over the mountain and going on the other side and I can actually start to see the finished product happening. So it was huge. But there are other ways to perceive halfway. So what does it mean to you? Halfway complete or finished? Is it halfway done? Or is it halfway and finished? Is it incomplete? Is it just halfway and it's cast aside? What does that make you feel like? And what does it remind you of? If you're halfway. And like the unfinished book, do we have any unfinished products? Products, I meant to say projects. Do we have any unfinished projects that clutter our to-do list? Mm -hmm. So it gives us an opportunity right in that place of the continental divide where the flow of the river, the flow of our river, maybe the flow of our life has an opportunity to change. And this is a moment, it's always a moment to change. There's always a moment to forgive, starting with me, forgiving ourselves. even forgiving God. And I have done that many times. And you might say, well, Kristen, why do you need to forgive God? He's God and he's perfect. Because I don't understand everything. And when I forgive God, (laughs) I'm acting like him. I'm humbling myself before him saying, I don't understand And because I don't understand, I need to forgive you because that will open the door to understanding. Very powerful. Hmm. Okay. So now as we're discussing halfway, I want to read um, my activation that I have in the book. Okay. I have some thoughts and I sense that Father wanted to be shared. And for years, I've been extending this hand of forgiveness. And I'm going to extend it now on the podcast. I extended it in the book. I've extended it personally. 
countless times. And now, ah, this is the first time I've I've extended this um, on the airwaves, I guess you could say. So I extend a hand of forgiveness from one pastor to a pastor, from a misdiagnosed pastor to maybe a misdiagnosed person, child of God. I offer you my hand of forgiveness. It's a tender place. And I'm asking you, can we walk there for a moment? And there's, it's not just pastors, but yes, pastors. Maybe you haven't stepped back in between the four walls of a church for years. Or maybe you haven't spoken to a family member for years. Yes. Or maybe you broke relationship with a a very dear friend or a, a business partner. There's just so many times in our lives that we get offended or people around us get offended by us, by me. And so I'm going to offer you, if you have been offended, I'm offering you a hand of forgiveness. Are you ready? Okay. I, Kristen Wombeck, lay down all offices, all ordinations, labels, ministry names, titles, diplomas, coverings, associations, and religious pedigrees, all man-made. Together, I invite you to step before the cross of Christ. Will you join me there? Before the cross. Mm-hmm. And I confess on your behalf that I have made mistakes and I have misunderstood your glory. I'm going to say that again. I confess on your behalf that I have made mistakes and have misunderstood your glory and who you are. I ask you for forgiveness. I ask your forgiveness. I break agreement with the hurt, with unforgiveness and the root of bitterness and the power that they have had in your life and my life and the life of any person who has been held in the prison of being offended. I declare freedom in Jesus' name. Wow. Yeah. What a privilege. So I offer you that.
What a privilege. <sighs> yeah, we get to these moments and <laughs> it's not that I want to fill the dead air. I just want to hold the living air and I don't want to rush through it. And so I think last time I sang a song and yes, I know that podcasts don't represent a musical voice very well, but it is important that we just stay quiet and allow Holy Spirit to touch us with what we just shared. Ah, I just heard a Kristen. I heard a question. Kristen, I need help in forgiving. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah, we do need help. And I can hear you saying you have no idea what has happened to me. No. I may in some areas and other areas I may not know. <sighs> Holy Spirit, we just ask as the comforter that you would come and you would help us to forgive. Because we're forgiving so that it takes us out of prison. Our forgiveness may or may not have any effect over the person in which the offense was held. I'll say that again. Our forgiveness may or may not have any effect over the person in which held the offense. <laughs> but it does with you. And it does with your relationship with God. It's wonderful. And that's why we forgive. So when we forgive, our relationship is strengthened with the Lord. And then because we've freed ourselves, then it releases Holy Spirit to go minister to the other person. Yes. Sometimes the Lord has asked me to pay a type of restitution. Sometimes the Lord has asked me to go ask for forgiveness in person. And sometimes... He's not requested that. So I encourage you to ask him before you would take any of those steps. Because when he asks you to go ask for forgiveness in person and you wait on his timing and when he releases you, that means that Holy Spirit is working on that person's heart. But there are times in each one of our lives, and I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm right up there at the top of the list, that I didn't allow Holy Spirit any room to work in my heart. So if a person would come and ask for forgiveness from me when my heart was still hard, that could just be worse and it could get ugly. So that's why it's really important to be sensitive to the Lord. But the first and the foremost is for you to receive forgiveness. Mm -hmm. 
And I know you can. And it's powerful. <laughs> That's a pretty powerful halfway. And now we feel like we can actually cross over the continental divide and actually begin to flow with a river that flows to a different ocean, a different way. And that's powerful. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I always enjoy these. Thank you so much for listening. You just stay there in that really good and quiet and peaceful place. And I think I'll share a couple other things with you. Um, if you are a budding entrepreneur and you need to build a website. I built a very awesome course that will help you build a website. Just pop over to kristenwombeck.com and look at my courses. It'll really help you and encouraging. And I just have this natural coaching style <laughs> to help people when I teach and when I um, share the courses. So I just invite you to pop over there and take a look at it and it will help you accomplish your dreams and desires as an entrepreneur just that much quicker. And that is so important that we invest in ourselves to get to where it is that we desire to go. That Those places that the Lord is calling us to, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. And just a, remember, a reminder... Um, in a couple weeks, um, I have that, the challenge, the better health, better you. And it is um, a coaching challenge that I'm inviting you. It's totally free. So, um, yeah, if you just need to connect about taking care of yourself and taking care of yourself, hmm, that is so far reaching beyond you know, working out or eating right. Sometimes taking care of yourself is forgiveness. It is activating your dreams, um, gaining strategies towards um, the goals that you have in your life. So I invite you to pop over there and you'll see it right there on my front page and um, just read the blog because it just sets it up and um, then sign up and register. I look forward to seeing more of my listeners um, on that Zoom challenge. Yeah, it's totally free. You'll be blessed. Okay. Well, that was a pretty good <laughs> national podcast episode day, right? <laughs> I'm blessed. I am blessed. Thank you. I bless you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for reading the unfinished book. Thank you so much. I think I'm going to leave it there. If you have a question, I'll put a couple links in the, the podcast so that you can ask those questions. Okay. And I'll talk to you again real soon. You have a great day, a wonderful day and be blessed. All right. Bye now.